Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Everybody, welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the podcast where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept, then talk about it. I'm Jacob Godby. I'm Alex Tate. Alex, how are you? Um, good. Let's just cut to the chase here. We know what we're going to talk about. It's all anyone can talk about right now, and that is, without a doubt, the most batshit insane story I've ever heard in my entire life, and that's Tiger King. Tiger King. Yeah. Um, I really wanted like a like a like a seventies hair band like Tiger King Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right there. Yeah. We'll see what um, I can do. <laughs> I don't have my guitar with me here. Spoiler alert. Skip Oh yeah. Forward if you don't wanna if you haven't watched Tiger King and you don't want anything ruined, we are not holding back right now because there's so much to discuss. So spoiler yeah. alert. Jump forward 10, 15 minutes, whatever. Uh or listen to it and then watch it because I promise you, whatever we say is nothing like the actual product. It's gonna. It's quite the sight to behold to take it all in over the course of seven episodes. Definitely, I cannot hold back. Um, first and foremost, I want to start it on a somber note, just to be respectful. I have never um, struggled watching something as much as what happened to Travis. I know. That was uh, tragic, and the footage they have of the campaign guy just watching like seeing it happened man what a normal looking man he was in the middle of all this i cannot believe yeah that happened that was like one of the most staggering things i've ever seen in my life yeah uh yeah i know i said the same thing my family and i we all watched it together all four of us and uh yeah we were just like throughout the series you know it was a lot of like laughter and stuff and like i can't believe that happened and then the travis story comes to an end and you're like uh we just didn't say anything for like 10 minutes. It was, it's tragic. Okay. So respect for that is given. Now, the other thing I must bring up in there, it is a short period of time. It is almost instantaneous. At one point after Joe, Joe Exotic and John and Travis do their three-way marriage. Yep. There is like a small shot of them at the reception and somebody gets them a blanket with John, Joe, and Travis naked on it, like screen printed on it. <laughs> and I have never desired something so bad as that blanket. It's so That sounds short. wonderful. Yes, it's, it's on it for one shot. And I was like, <gasps> I have to have that. I did not notice that, I'll be honest with you. But uh, I do want something as well. I wonder if they're selling it on his web store. Yeah. Because if he doesn't have a web store set up to like profit off of this right now, he's dumb. Yeah. Well, also, he's in prison, so I don't know yes. what capacity he has to do that. But he is in prison in old affliction-wearing jeans. Uh, <laughs> I, po- I pointed out his jeans so many times with the crosses on the back of them, and oh, I was God. Like, I, my coworker informed me that those jeans are like two hundred and fifty to five hundred ish dollars. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. So Joe's crazy, right? But the what really stuck out to me was Doc Antle. Yes. Yeah. Batman's running a sex cult. He I'm is a in- madman. He's insane and very smart. Yeah. Well, I'm more interested in his sex cult than I am about his tigers. I completely agree. And I feel like just leaving that to one episode, 
it needs a whole miniseries. We need to infiltrate Doc Antle's lair. And, but yeah, like all the cult things are there, you know, like people changing women's names, having sex to, uh, you know, attain the higher power and like, uh, oh, yeah. getting your, uh, employees slash cult followers, uh, physical modifications. Like it was, it's so creepy. It's nuts. And I don't, I don't get it. He, I read like a thing that was like some, of course, now that this has come out, people are just like bombarding him. Yeah. And a lot with this sex cult thing. And he's like, I'm not running a cult. It's just that these tigers attract beautiful women. (laughs) And I was like, does it? Does it? Because I think I know beautiful people in my life and none of them are that super into tigers. There's a whole thing to be said about the people that this, uh, miniseries is about as far as like class and geographical location. Uh, I don't think this story could happen anywhere other than Oklahoma and Florida where it happens. Yeah. I'll be honest. (laughs) Me and Sheridan watched the trailer for it. And I was like, well, we're watching this right now. And I was like, it's got to take place in Florida. And then it was like the first couple shots are in Oklahoma. And I was like, Oklahoma, no way. And then it was like, well, let's back this up and start this story from the beginning. And then it was like Florida. And I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) There's no way we tell the story without going to Florida. All right. So do you think Carol Baskin uh, fed her husband to her tigers? Yes, 100%. Is there anyone on the planet that doesn't think Carol Baskin didn't (laughs) feed her husband to the tigers? So my favorite thing about her is her current husband, that photo of them on the beach where he has like leopard print on and she has a collar around him. That's their wedding. That is their wedding day, dude. He he wore that like leopard print leotard to their wedding and a collar to their wedding. Now, I am super stoked that they have wild kinky sex. Yeah. Like good for those two. But my God, dude, you got to know that your wife is uh, not sane. Yeah. No, that's uh, she's something. And. Every time she like talks, you know, she does this very forced laugh at the end of everything. And when she's describing like very morbid things like, oh, did I really, you know, dissolve his body and then feed it to tigers and then make sure they ate all the scraps? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just not concerned about the whole, even when they had like the interviews from when her husband actually went missing. She was like, oh, boy, sure. Hope they find him. Yeah. It's like, are you not a little concerned about this? Right. And his family was just like his daughters and ex-wife were like, oh, yeah, we're afraid of her. She's yeah. crazy. And yeah. all the changing of the estates and the power of attorney when they broke in to go get that so she could change it. Like, there's there's some sketch stuff. And when she described what she actually thinks happened to him, that he got pushed out of a plane or his plane crashed or something over the Gulf of Mexico, she just said that with such nonchalance as well. Oh, oh, and then the part where it says, like, in uh, the power of attorney, like, you know, or in case of my death or disappearance. Yes. Yo, who the fuck puts that? And Don Lewis's lawyer is like, no, I've never seen anybody write a disappearance <laughs> on here before. <laughs> yes. Dude, I. Okay. I want to change gears to one other thing that I noticed that I okay. was one of the more batshit parts of this story. And again, there's just countless batshit parts to this story. Yep. But when Saf or the girl, I think her name was Saf. Their nickname was Saf, got her arm bitten off by the tiger. Yeah. Um, that was gnarly. That was hard yes. to watch. Yep. But 
Joe rocks up in an e in a leather EMT jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Where? Did, oh, so many questions. Where I saw did that he too. get that? And then did he's he like, "I'll never financially that? recover from this." <laughs> Where did he get that? Did he buy that? Did someone call over the radio? Yo, Saf's arm just got bitten off, and he goes, "Oop, one sec. Let me go put on my EMT jacket." It's run like into it's the behind office. glass. It's like in case of emergency, break glass. Yeah. And he just puts the jacket on. <laughs> puts the jacket on. I have. No doubt in my mind that that man has zero first responder training on any capacity and has no idea what he's doing, but just bought the jacket. What did you think about Jeff Lowe? I kind of hated him. Oh, you mean the man with affliction genes? He's the worst. As soon as he walked on the scene, I was like, well, look at this piece of shit. Yeah. And then all the stuff he does, like... There's, I, I love how de- in detail they go into like his swinging lifestyle and everybody's like, they're like, oh yeah, he's a swinger, but like everyone's a little bit jealous. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know how he like accomplishes that. He's no, clearly a con man, but w- everyone in the story is a felon and he's like the most felonious. Yeah. Honestly, the, the, the guy quote unquote that Joe hired to kill Carol Baskin. Oh yeah. I actually like that dude. He, he was the most real dude. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he paid me three grand and then I just left to South Carolina. Uh, it was so shitty that he did the Thanksgiving fundraiser to raise the three grand to pay the hitman. Yes, dude. Uh, so fucked up. I want to oh talk my about Lord. two people that I did like and I appreciated okay. a lot. Actually, three yeah. people. His first husband, John Finley. Super fun. Oh, yes. Oh, my. Thank God you said that. I love John. Um, He needs... I want to start a GoFundMe to get John some new teeth. He already has them fixed. They, he's, they're already fixed. You can go find it online. Oh, phenomenal. Because he, sa- he even said in the documentary that he's been, like, sober for a while, and he's been clean, and he's he just needs new teeth. I'm glad he's got new teeth. That's fantastic. I love that, man. Yeah. And I also liked Eric, who had the long brown hair and the big beard, and, uh, you know, he, he was... kind was... of the surfer guy? Surfer yeah, looking? yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. yes, fantastic. We're on the same page. Love that he guy. He's super he, real. And I also I think he dipped a toe in that meth world. Yes, I'm not gonna absolutely. lie. But I think he really loved those animals. I think he actually cared about those animals and really oh, it's tragic. Yeah. He's the one that gets super drunk and he has yeah. the tiger plushie on his bed and he talks about how much he misses the animals. And I think he got he was super drunk at the end because he just had to go testify and say all the horrible shit Joe did to the tigers and he just got wasted i think a lot of people judged him because he was drunk as shit at the end and i was like no i'm not judging him i would want to get drunk as shit after that now the last person i liked a lot was uh rinky the guy with two prosthetic legs yeah he seemed just like a normal dude he looked normal too like more normal than anybody else he was talking like the only thing that wasn't normal is at the very end he makes this sandwich and it's on white bread it's a piece of bologna and then he just smothers it in like way too much mustard and i was like Yeah, that and that he's living in an RV in his car garage. Right. But uh, yeah, as far as that, you know, like when he had to go buy pants, like I haven't worn pants in 20 years and he has to go testify and he's talking about how like I've puked. I stayed up all night. I've puked multiple times. Like I I thought that was really interesting to leave it in the physical toll that testifying against your former boss and someone by most accounts you still like you know yeah that never did you any wrong yeah you if know the last if the last five years or whatever hadn't happened then and i i liked that at the end that they brought it around and showed old clips of joe interacting with the animals because i truly believe at the beginning starting it in his dead his late brother's name and his love for the animals i thought i really think it was there but it definitely got corrupted yeah I, he just i i don't know 
lost his way somehow. Because he even said, there's a clip of him saying, like, we got to stop breeding. Yeah. You know, I'm just yeah. here to... I'm just here to help these cats and all that stuff. And he just got lost in the sauce. Yep. Somewhere along. I did see a meme and it did make me laugh. And it was like, yo, Joe Exotic's got two straight husbands. And I I can't get one. <laughs> and I can't get one straight man to text me back. All right, Alex. Um, anyway, everybody should go watch Tiger King. It's on Netflix. Seven episodes, about 45 minutes each. Uh, it's worth it. Do yourself a favor and watch the music videos as well. Like, oh. <laughs> That was my favorite part. The Here Kitty Kitty music video about Carol's husband and Doc Antle is like, oh, best thing he ever did was the Here Kitty Kitty music video. And <laughs> it was incredible. It was yeah. absolutely his, incredible. His songs aren't that bad. I don't think that's him singing. I'll okay. fucking it, shoot myself if that's him singing. No the, way. The videos are terrible, but I, the music, I was like, this isn't that bad. Do you think that's him singing? I do, but I think it's like very produced. You know, he probably... Lots of auto-tune and, like, vocal layers and stuff. The little, the clip that Sheridan just put on repeat is um, in the music video, I Saw Tigers. <laughs> Tiger Saw, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's very early in the music video. He goes, hunters, like, put down your guns. And it's just John. And he's got, like, a rifle up to his eye. He's all scoped in. And then he just puts it down. He goes, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, sick. Yeah, no, you've, you've done it. You've yeah. done it, Joe. You've made poaching. You Poachers have stopped. <laughs> hey, poachers, stop doing this thing. I can't believe we've talked about this for 15 minutes and haven't even acknowledged his presidential slash governor run. Yes, that's where I was just about to go. They glossed over this like it didn't fucking happen. They play, he didn't win the gov- gubernatorial election. But he got Shocker. 19% of the vote. Yes, yes, that's what I was going to say. He got 19% of the vote. Yo, that's My insane. mom said the same thing. She was like, 19% is nothing to shake a stick at. Like, yeah, seriously, I don't think I could get 19% of the vote in Oklahoma. No, yeah, it's... Uh, that was fascinating. And, you know, all the condoms with his face on him. I'm like, where are those at? I want one. Oh, yeah. I, I want the blanket and I want some Joe Exotic condoms. Well, Alex, uh, what is our word of the day? Yeah, Jacob, our word of the day is a paper. Oh, I write on paper quite often, actually. Do you? Yeah, I'm a paper fan. I used to write... In high school, when I was reading a lot of like comedy writing books and stuff, I would write sketches in my notebook on paper in class, like because I wasn't allowed to have my laptop at that time. Because it was, you know, like 2010, teachers weren't letting technology happen in classrooms yet. Right. You had to still go to the computer room. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In fact, back in the day, you had to test out of key, out of, uh, Typing. We still had like a typing class as if it's not just like liberally sprinkled through every other class now. Seventh or sixth grade, yeah, we had to do typing class. And that was um, the closest I had ever come to getting a C in a class <laughs> up until that point in my life. And um, I almost cried. Because you couldn't type? <laughs> and I'm just, I still to this day am shit at typing. Can't I'm do it. really fast at it. And I tested out of typing. Uh, so it was like eighth grade was like, pre-typing or whatever and then you could test out of it at the end of the year so in ninth grade you wouldn't have to take it and i was only one of like 12 kids that tested out of it 90 percent of my class took typing freshman year and so i just had to find some other elective to take and i don't even remember what i took but uh yeah all my friends were like oh typing sucked today and i was like 
I can type. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about paper for me is I think it's a dying medium. Okay. Um, And it's just interesting to me to um, watch it slowly die. Yeah. Um, You know, because what's the point of it, really? What must be done on paper now? Must be done on paper. There's things that I think are still more convenient to be done on paper, but what must be done on paper? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a valid point. Uh, There's stuff that... Paper makes a difference for me. Like if I print out a script or something, I can memorize the lines easier for some reason. I can find typos easier if they're on paper, but that's not necessary. But we were still on some level raised sooner or later. And I don't think it's even, it's certainly not Gen Z. And I don't even think it's the generation after Gen Z, whatever they're going to be called. Generation A. Um <laughs> Uh, but maybe the next one, like two generations from now, they might be raised in like a severely, like not really around a whole lot of paper, you know? Yeah. I mean, I want to see wrapping paper kind of go the way of the dodo. I think it's absurd. Oh my God. Please don't get me started on wrapping paper. People I fucking spend hate wrapping and paper. waste. Like just put it in a bag or, you know, just throw a blanket over a bunch of gifts. Like you don't have to spend hundreds on wrapping paper that's just going to get thrown away anyway. And I feel so bad in my hometown because there's not a good recycling program now, let alone when I was a kid opening hundreds of gifts from my grandparents. That was a little bit of a humble brag there. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Thousands of gifts. But like, (laughs) yeah, it's nuts how much paper just gets thrown away in my small hometown of like six, 7,000 people. But specifically, wrapping paper is designed for one use and then to be thrown away. Right. Yeah. And that's a problem. I hate it. It's one of the biggest fights like ongoing fights between me and Sheridan. We just, I hate wrapping gifts at all capacity. Yeah. And I hate when I get wrapped gifts and she loves it. It's like a Zen, it's like a Zen moment for her. Like she can just sit there and wrap her gifts and she's very good at it. And she makes them look really pretty and she's very good at it. And uh, she likes it. And I don't want to take that, you know, I don't want to bash her for that, but like, my God, I I hate it so much. Speaking of Zen, I did something with my dad this morning that I was not excited to do, and it ended up being really nice and really Mm. Zen. We Mm. rotated his tires. We took him out to the shop at his work. We put the truck on like an actual lift. You know, we weren't like on the ground rolling around with a single jack holding the whole thing up. And we got. It's it's nice when you have like the. Uh, tools. Yeah, it was kind of zen. I was like, oh, that feels good to use my body and <laughs> not my mind <laughs> or eyes looking at a screen for a few hours. And that's been hard. My eyes hurt a lot <laughs> from looking at screens nonstop over the last couple weeks. My, um, my, I got a, like a gnarly headache yesterday because I watched mm, eight and a half hours of television. Yeah, you guys are finally closed now, right? The shoe store? Yep, yep. We're closed, closed. So. I'm not doing anything at all. If if we're on this, anyway, I don't want to separate. For, if we're on this Zen topic, I did something very Zen for me today, and it was get rid of shit. Ooh, that is nice. Um, I just went through my whole closet, um, even like the, the shelves in my closet that just has like random shit in it. You yeah. know, like I have, I own three calculators. <laughs> 
<laughs> that have made it through multiple apartments. <laughs> oh, yeah, that I have moved. I, the last time I bought a calculator was fresh out of high school when I went to college for the first time, so 2012. And you've just had three calculators going everywhere with you? Yes, I just <laughs> carried them around. So now I'm down to one calculator. I almost threw that calculator away, but I am going back to school. So I was like, I'll keep one calculator. Yeah. I, you know, I have like um, a ton of money a ton of money from when I traveled around the world. So like money from a host of different foreign countries. Gotcha. Not money that you can like spend or use, but it's just no. from different countries. That's cool and though. I don't even know where, what I would do with it. I did keep that, but it's like a bag of money. Yeah, but it's cool. Someday you'll show somebody and they'll be like, Oh wow. I've never seen a Chinese doubloon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that the right word? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I had like, ah, <laughs> welcome to China. Yeah, this is a third world conversation. If a third world, first world conversation, if I've ever heard one. Uh, but I feel the same, and I've pretty lean on possessions now, having moved like six times in the last three years. But uh, there's still stuff that I can I get rid of. My grandma likes to send me things that I just kind of like use for a while and then give away to friends and stuff like. I don't know if she listens to this podcast or not, but uh, one thing I did keep that I was not interested in until it showed up in the mail <laughs> is this, uh, it's this M&M mm-hmm. and it's big. Like <laughs> it's like the size of like a plushie and okay. it's this M&M riding a street bike, a motorbike. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, wait, is it, is it solid or is it soft? It's solid. No, it's completely solid, hard plastic. He's riding a motorbike and there's a <laughs> okay. sidecar next to him yeah. and it's all red, white, and blue. Every, everything Amazing. on it. It's a blue M&M with a red, white, and blue uh, helmet on. Okay. And my grandma takes a picture of it and she texts me and out of nowhere and just says, hey, I'm at a garage sale. Should I get this for you? I thought of you. And I was like, <laughs> yes. I was like, huh. He was like, uh, you should get it from my dad because my dad has a street bike. I don't. I yes. haven't ridden one in like years. Nor do uh, I want to ever own one of those yeah. death machines. Right. And I'm not overly patriotic. So I think she must just know that I love M&Ms. I don't know. Okay. But, so she buys it and she gives it to my dad and he sends me a picture of him holding it because in her photo, it looked small. It looks, yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. It looked like three or four inches long, but my dad sends a picture of him holding it in his hands and it's like 10 inches long and like six inches tall. It's huge. Uh. And he goes, look what I got. And I was like, aha, I told her to get it for you. So about six months later, a box arrives in the mail and guess what's inside of it? <laughs> is it a, a piggy bank or is it? So I didn't know this until... It was, I was ready to get rid of it. My dad sent it to me in the box. I opened it. I was like, oh, very funny. Right. And then I Googled it while I was having dinner with a friend one night because I was telling them this story and they were like, how much is it worth? Is it like a collectible? And I was like, that's a great question. So I Googled it. Here it's we go. an M&M dispenser. Oh. And all of a sudden I wanted to keep it. You pull the helmet off and you pour, uh, you pour M&Ms in the top and then the on a motorbike where you like uh can ones that have kick starts where you kick yeah. to start it yeah. you pull that leg down and the m&ms come out into the sidecar Ooh. 
<laughs> is it collectible? It is not collectible. It's worth like okay. $12. They have rows of them at the M&M store, uh, which I went to with my dad in Universal Studios. Um, oh. So, or no, it wasn't. It was with my grandparents on Sunset Boulevard and I saw them all there. Uh, so they're not yeah, worth that much, but it's super cool that... And now I have this thing that dispenses M&Ms. I love grandma gifts, though. Oh, I do, too. Because it's always something you would never think of, you don't need, but it kind of warms your heart in a weird way. The, my, um, And I've told you this, but for everyone else, my grandmother, who is 92, 91, um, she buys me the most insane shit um, I've ever gotten in my entire life. One time she got me about the size you described of that M&M. Maybe it's made in the same factory. You know, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's bigger than I thought, completely solid all the way through, like solid plaster or something like that <laughs> of a grim reaper riding a motorcycle. Um, and it didn't do anything. It wasn't a bank. It wasn't, it didn't dispense anything. It was just like a, a statue figurine. And it was like very detailed and like very aggressive. And I was like, what in my life led you to believe I wanted this? Um, so that was nice. In the same gift. And I think she just like sees these things. I don't know why, what makes her think of me. That I can't answer. But yeah. I think she just sees these things and just grabs whatever's right there and she's like this one in the same gift she got me a child's medium shirt <laughs> um so it was really small and i can't remember what the shirt said i wanted to i want to say it said like america the free or something like that mm-hmm. and in the same gift got me a men's extra extra large pair of tap out <laughs> um like fighting shorts like mma <laughs> tap out fighting shorts that were white and black and said like tap out all over them they were men's extra extra large in a child's medium shirt that said like born in the usa or something like that and i was like what dude that's a a hell of a christmas right there (laughs) yeah and i think and once every christmas gift i think one time when i was like six she went, do you like peanut brittle? And I went, yeah, peanut brittle's all right. And I just get peanut brittle every Christmas <laughs> from here on out. And I don't actually think I really like peanut brittle that much. I mean, no, I think, I guess it's, it's fine, but it's kind of gross. Fine is the best word to describe peanut brittle. Alex, I have a new segment I want to introduce. Okay. It's called Culinary Experiments. Okay, so <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I, I didn't know if you wanted me to be excited about it or you no, just wanted... Just, just going to put the, the theme song in right I there. I know. <laughs> I, but then I was like, maybe the theme song will end and it'll just be me going... <laughs> well, it's going to now. I'm going to leave this in for sure. Okay. Um, and so I was uh, eating next to my dad today, and he was eating a pork chop, and I was eating some nacho cheese Doritos. At what time was your dad eating a pork chop? Uh, about 1 p.m. It was a leftover pork chop. It was not oh. cooked for lunch. Oh, okay. Uh, and he it doesn't have a gallbladder anymore, so he can't really digest fat that well. So he had a really fatty piece just set aside, and I had a mouthful of Doritos, so I threw the pork chop in. And let me tell you, nacho cheese Doritos and like a fat from a pork chop is one of the best things I've tasted in quite a while. Oh my God, dude. That... (laughs) 
I just got like goosebumps in a bad way. Like the hair on the back of my neck just stood up. I just imagined this like white floppy piece of pork. It had some pork still on it. It wasn't just fat. Like just and you're just like chewing on it and then you just <laughs> shove a Dorito in your mouth. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. It was better than I expected. Isn't that like the the exact thing that um taco bell did with their doritos locos tacos they were just those like, are just, so good dude the they're Dorito fucking delicious shell. yeah um they're just like let's just put doritos on uh everything let's just make yeah. everything doritos all the time all right we should probably do the police blotter now too huh yeah police blotter. alex recently the last couple of weeks we've talked a lot about dead animals yeah Enough that I'm thinking maybe there's a conspiracy in my town because uh, here's another one. Okay. A 911 caller reported that they had issues in the past with animals being killed on their property and was requesting information about the city codes regarding dogs barking. The caller reported also being awakened by a threatening call regarding their dog barking. The caller then discovered that eight chickens and two ducks were dead in their gated pen. I think this person thinks that somebody killed their chickens and they want 911 to deal with it. If I had to take a guess, though, the dogs were going nuts because, like, a raccoon was in there killing chickens. Got so, uh, one time I I had a group of friends and they had raised some chickens and we had a pretty rambunctious party at their house. Mm-hmm. Um, just because my mom listens to this podcast, um, it was just so much fun. We were just eating celery and singing Drinking about lots of water. Yeah, singing about the Lord. <laughs> and I had like fallen asleep on the their couch, only not because I passed out or anything, mom, only because I was just like, I just felt so at home with them. I was just so comfortable with my friends. Anyway, I was asleep on the couch and one of my buddies comes down and he's like, there's a fucking cougar eating our chickens right now. <laughs> And we were like, oh, shit, because they did live in the woods for what it was worth. And we were like, oh, shit. And he was like, I'm going to go kill it. And we, um, we were um, so sober, I should say, just so sober. And he gets a gun out, which is not a good idea. Yeah, and not the, when you're sober. Yeah, he was so sober. And we, and the his dog is going ballistic. Like, this dog was like a fat old dog that never barked at anything. And this dog was going ballistic. And we, we could barely see it because the light from the porch doesn't, like, reach far enough. And we see something moving in the chicken coops. And the chickens are going ape shit. And the dog's going ape shit. And he's got a gun. And we're, like, freaking out. And... We get closer and it's just a super fucking fat raccoon. This was the <laughs> fattest raccoon I've ever seen in my life. It couldn't catch any of the chickens. The chicken, it was literally just running around in a circle. <laughs> and all he did is literally just like lift the raccoon up by the scruff of its neck and just hurl it into the woods. <laughs> and that was it. I just remember laughing really hard about that. That's great. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Lewistown has a history of... Uh, People being cruel to noisy dogs. It was a big deal probably a decade ago or now or so. Someone pushed some pills into a raw steak and threw it over the fence and the dog ate it and killed it. What the fuck? Yeah. So it would not shock me if the neighbor was so upset that this dog was barking that they went and killed some chickens. That would not shock me at all. Oh my God. Call up Carol. Call up Carol Baskins. Yeah. Get her over (laughs) here. 
She's got a good way of luring men and then... Lots of feed, dog stuff this week. A feeding. caller reported a dog that was left unattended for days at a time. The owner was contacted and put the dog inside. Hmm. <laughs> the neighbor's like, I am sick of seeing this dog around. I'm just going to call 911. And <laughs> they, they call the person who owns the dog. He's like, oh, yeah, shoot. I'll bring it inside. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No problem. No biggie. <laughs> no need to involve the cops. You could have just uh, asked me. Yep. There's uh, not really any other funny ones. There's one where someone went to jail for strangulation of a family member. Uh, oh, fuck. Criminal possession of drug paraphernalia. Uh, violation of conditions of sentencing order. So, yeah, this looks like about it for this week. <laughs> so, like, normal crime shit. Yeah, this week's normal crime for some reason. It's worth noting that it says police, or it says law enforcement blotter, not police blotter. So, I'm not sure if they're not doing, like, the funny stuff now, that they've changed it to be more encompassing law enforcement, you know? Mm. I don't know. Hard to say. Maybe we've shot ourselves in the foot here, and somebody at the paper listens to this podcast, and they were like, yeah, that's right, we should stop posting all this dumb shit which would be detrimental to our podcast however honestly yeah uh, it wouldn't <laughs> shock me though i know several people that work at the paper so charlie or jacques if you're listening to this put the good stuff back in bring back <laughs> the dumb shit all right alex i think we got a pretty good length episode here buddy yep uh if you like this podcast tell a friend our conspiracy theory podcast uh episode from a few weeks ago is the most popular one we've had so far so uh, I think it got people really excited just talking about weird shit like that. So tell your friends. And I think that's also the episode where I like begged you to download it on their phones. And <laughs> so yeah. do that. Keep doing that. It's working. Keep breaking um, into your friends' phones. Go rate and review it on iTunes. Next week, I'll remember to get the reviews and we'll read them. And, you know, follow us on Facebook at Ginger on Ginger Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Ginger on Ginger. Email us, Ginger on Ginger Pod at gmail.com. Uh, whatever you want to ask, we'll, we'll answer. If you want to ask, is your red hair real? Yeah. We'll send you pictures, uh, of the upstairs and the downstairs just to prove it. Yeah. Um, you guys got to be bored like the rest of us in, uh, quarantine or whatever, uh, just sheltering at home. So, yep. uh, message us. Tell yeah, us. message us. I'm good at replying and then I'll tell Alex what you said later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you usually listen to us on your commute. Put some chairs up in the living room and pretend like you're driving a car. Mm. I think that's what my mom did this week. <laughs> I'm getting there, dude. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.